The Persistent and Nasty podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast, Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2022. I hope that you are looking after yourselves, staying hydrated, doing whatever you need to do for you and I realise that not everybody is in Edinburgh for the festival so wherever you are in the world I hope you're taking care of you. Today I chat with um, Amelia and Meg from the Oxford Bells, an a cappella group who are bringing I'll Tell You Mine to the Edinburgh Festival this year, um, where they sing the intersectional feminist songs that mean something to them, whether it be about their first kiss or their first kind of journey into adulthood. I just use the journey word to what's happening to me, everyone. Um, a real full hour of fun the show is and the, all the details for it are in the show notes you can follow us on all social media twitter at persistent nasty instagram at persistent and nasty facebook persistent and nasty send an email to persistent and nasty at gmail.com you can follow louise and i on all the socials, I say all the socials neither of us really use facebook louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. Remember to like, download, subscribe, review the episode. It really does make a huge difference to those algorithms and it means that our amazing guests are heard by as many people as possible. For today's episode, oh, I don't know, I'm a little bit cold today. Um, so I'm thinking like hot chocolate with maybe like some cream and marshmallows or I know lots of you love a coffee. Um, you could always have, oh, some whiskey that could warm you up or you can always just have a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Oh, and stay tuned to the very end of the episode today as we have a little sample for you of some of the stuff that you will hear at I'll Tell You Mine. So today I am talking to two of the people from the Oxford Bells. And um, we have Amelia. What's your surname, Amelia? I didn't Hitching. Hitching, I didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's how working I am. And Meg Beach. Beach. Oh my. <laughs> Um, how are both of you? We're good, thank you. Really good. So you've both just arrived. Yeah. Great. So you've kind of missed the madness of week one. Yes, we've whatever. seen it all on Instagram, yeah. but we've yeah. missed it in person. You're probably hitting it at right at the right moment, to be honest, because week one's always a bit, well, weekend one's always a bit quiet, and then one just kind of like, because of the weather, it's just like... Yep. Although the storms are coming, so, you know, it's all fine. So tell us about the Oxford Bells, tell us about your show. Yeah, so we are the uni's original all-female identifying a cappella group. So we were set up in, like, 1995, I think. It's been yep. a long time before either of us was born. <laughs> um, and it's because a cappella, weirdly, has always been quite a male-dominated thing. Especially because, at Oxford. Especially at Oxford, because you get all this falsetto, like, wow, and then, oh, sort of thing. <laughs> They've got the range. And so it was a woman called Helen Whiteley back 
back then, Helen Batelli now, who came over from America and was like, you know what, acapella needs is more women. And yeah, she, she was, was right. in the Virginia Bells. Yeah, so she, it was a little cross cultural yeah, moment. Nice. And we're still going all these years later. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you're both at Oxford, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And what are you studying? Law. Law. Yeah. English. You do English, okay. Mm-hmm. And how has it been at Oxford? You know, there's so many preconceived ideas, right? Yeah. Going to a school like that, and you know that you come from a really rich background, uh-huh. or you know, so there's all there's all of that that comes along with it. So yeah. How is how? I think it's really hard. Like you have no idea what to expect when you first get there. Um, I'm. Like, I'm from a northern comprehensive school as well. I was the only person in my year to get into Oxford, so it was really scary. I kind of had this... I had loads of preconceived ideas. I thought everybody would already know each other. I thought, um, yeah, everybody would come from a rich background or from an upper-class background. Um, And I think it's been a big learning curve. Mm. Um, Kind of just... As, as a place to study but also just within myself about yeah. kind of my own imposter syndrome everyone has imposter oh syndrome God, yes. <laughs> especially at Oxford like yeah. you'll never find so many people with imposter also, syndrome also welcome to the arts yes <laughs> so true yes um and I think um especially my first year because I was a science student at A level as well so then I did law okay. and like dealing with the difference and writing essays for the yeah. first time was so difficult but I think um, I did access I was the access officer for my college for a year and I think that really really helped me to kind of just settle into myself and to just feel like I did belong there I didn't just get in as a fluke and that it wasn't all I was I think I was always worried I remember thinking in first year that I was going to open my mouth and be revealed as a fraud because of my accent mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think just over the past kind of year, and Bells like has massively helped me in terms of my confidence. I think it's been really good. And then you kind of open your eyes to the experiences and the opportunities you actually get at Oxford, and they are incredible. Yeah. So you can really use them and feel like you deserve them because well, you absolutely do deserve it, right? but you don't feel like that at the start yeah. or at least I didn't so, so what year are you in so I'm going into final year but I had a year out because of covid so yeah. Okay. um yeah I'm about to I'm not doing the full final year I'm literally going back for my exams next year okay so um yeah Okay. What about you, Amelia? Yeah, I'm going into final year as well. So final year English might actually be a bit of hard work now. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's all been quite hippy-dippy. My college doesn't really believe in exams. Oh, I love so it. it's all just about what, how I respond to the literature. Mills loves to um, quote TikTok in her essays or yeah, Britney there's, Spears. There's so much more. <laughs> it's incredible. There's yeah. so much more freedom, I think, at Oxford than I thought going in. I thought I was like, you know, it's going to be proper big books and I have to write in the way that they want me to write. But I've definitely found that people encourage you to have your own voice and then you take that over into Bells and it's 12 different voices all coming together trying to blend. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell us about Bells and what people can expect from the show that Oxford Bells... It's, it's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're selling it as an hour of girl power um, and it's just all the biggest hits from all the greatest divas done without instruments because who needs that? It's just the power, <laughs> the power of the voice. 
Um, there's Britney, there's Whitney, there's Beyonce, there's a little bit of Sondheim in there, there's so much choreo. There's so much so choreo. Much choreo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's been so, so fun because we rarely get to work on like one massive project for yeah. this long. We do, we focus on one gig. We always for, like, have a, a million week. things yeah, to do. going on. Yeah. But right now we get to be up here and this is our only focus and that should mean it's good. Yeah. <laughs> It is good. It is good. Yeah, it is, it is good. Great. So, actually, well, that idea of like ghetto power and you know, it's such an interesting phrase, right? Yeah. Because like in the nineties, because I'm old enough to remember that, um, when the Spice Girls first uh-huh. exploded onto our kind of social consciousness, right? Uh-huh. Um, I remember being a young teenager and being like, oh my god, yes, it's the feminist moment I've uh-huh. been waiting for. And now as an adult, I'm like. I mean, the, the women themselves, yeah, but mm. obviously the, the way it was manufactured, yeah. right? Yeah. And that kind of patriarchal viewpoint. Mm. Um, and obviously you mentioned Britney, mm. and we could talk endlessly about mm-hmm. how the patriarchy has treated yeah. um, our Miss Britney Spears, mm. um, which is really interesting. But I want to know which of the songs resonate for you and why they maybe have a feminist... Mm. vibe to them for you, for you. Yeah. so like it's that thing of because it's that thing about art right like whether it's theatre or music or a book is that everybody's interpretation of it is mm-hmm. different so I think that's really lovely also listeners we have a little bit of a squeaky table just in case <laughs> that you keep getting that and you know the one day that I need it to be quiet there's loads <laughs> of people in the building so yeah um, I mean I think the show as a whole like massively resonates with me in terms of the journey it goes on it's interesting you talk about girl power and what does girl power really mean where did it come from because I am a massive Spice Girls fan as well (laughs) I I watched all their interviews I love them but obviously when you in hindsight you look at it and you think how much of a feminist moment was it and and really what did we perceive as feminism back then and how do we perceive as feminism feminism now which is I would say pretty different now than it was then and I think our show definitely tackles that in that we start with Salute by Little Mix and it's very girl boss it's your girl boss era is ah girl power (laughs) like I'm doing peace (laughs) sign but like but then we go immediately into Shake It Out by Florence and the Machine and that's talking about actually how complicated it is to be a woman Mm -hmm. and that girl boss is like a label and it's great for when you want to be with your friends but what actually does it mean it's more complicated than that and then we kind of move through the show yeah. and so by the end we actually have it's quite brave of us but we um our penultimate number is i have nothing that's what i wanted yes. to talk about because that is an underrated feminist yes moment. the thing is when we first talked about having it in the show we really wanted it in the show musically but we were like does this work with what mm-hmm. we're trying to say because mm-hmm. on its face it's mm-hmm. i have nothing without like typically Whitney was singing about a man so how can we fit this into our show but actually it's kind of about how we all as women define ourselves by a lot often by our relationships with men or by our relationships to a society which is you know male patriarchal and so it's actually thinking about 
you don't have to not have a relationship to be a woman. You can have the relationship mm. and you can be, you know, a fully, you know, formed woman with your own kind of um, personality. You can have both of those things. You don't have to have one or the other. And you would you talk about more, more yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, because we were grappling with this, can we have it, can we not? And it was a quote from, have you seen Little Women, 2019 Little Women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have the whole thing with, you know, like... It's um, brilliant. <laughs> it is. Where she goes, like, I don't need a man. I'm so sick of everyone telling me that's what I need, but I'm so lonely. And it was the idea that you can... You have all these emotions inside you. You can't be expected to be... Women don't exist in a vacuum. Like, yeah. Women don't exist without men. Mm-hmm. If you are attracted to men, men are going to be part of your life romantically, and you have to figure out how to relate to them without like basing yourself within them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, at uni, as we're growing up into like proper adults, that's something we're having to grapple with on a personal level. And our show kind of tackles that whenever we touch on romance, which is a lot because loads of songs talk about romance yeah, in some do. capacity. And as a society, we're all obsessed with romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to kind of figure out who you are apart from that yeah. and whether you can be apart from that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that song sums up. So I actually think it's... We Probably stand one of my favourites, yeah. yeah, in the show. Because yeah. then we go straight into independent women afterwards. So you kind yeah. of have, but I can be an independent woman and I can be a girl boss yeah. and I can be a fully formed woman with all of my own, you know, ideas, dreams, without relationships, all with them, mm-hmm. however yeah. I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing, isn't it? And it's the heteronormative point of view as well. Yeah. Like, you know, that idea of rather than discussing it about partners, it's always about the male-female relationship. Uh-huh. And obviously everybody's relationship, no matter who you're in a relationship with, has ups and downs, you can get your heart mm. broken, or yeah. you're the one that breaks the heart, yeah. and like, how do you deal with that? Uh-huh. Or you know, you might want to be actually on your own, mm. yes. to discover yourself, and yeah. be quite happy with and that. And not feel strange yes. for wanting to be on your own yeah. I think that's something like massively I've felt over because uni is obsessed with dating <laughs> and when there's been I have many essays to do a week and I don't have time for a relationship yeah. Yeah. but it makes me feel a little bit odd and a little bit strange that I'm not kind of I don't want that oh, all the time that <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah I think it's um I love that you've got the arc of a storyline already with all the songs. So yeah. That everybody, so you obviously are taking that, like that's such a beautiful thing of like you have that storyline for the audience already mm, in place. Definitely. Hopefully, will feel by yeah. the end. Yeah. Of it. Because we're not having any spoken bits. Yes. We decided it's not our strong suit. The whole <laughs> reeling off statistics and not making it sound terrible and cringe and yeah. shoehorned. I love that you said strong suit, and then it just yeah. made me think about when the Spice Girls did Aida with the my strongest suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we have this whole like thirty-page document of all the lyrics in the show and I've done comments all down the side being like you feel this here, you feel this here, you feel this here and you have to enunciate everything perfectly so that the audience who are listening to it for the first time have no idea what's coming next should be able to go on that journey with you. Yeah, because we see it as kind of it's one woman, young woman story as it's coming as of age. She ex- isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. coming of age as she experiences relationships yeah. and as it, she experiences toxic, kind of emotionally mm-hmm. abusive relationships as well. Because we've done a project early in the year, mm-hmm. we did a music video, um, which was a mashup of Toxic with Rolling in the Deep, which is in the show, mm-hmm. and it's about emotion. We did our music video about emotional abuse, and we really kind of looked at how to portray that in a kind of 
lyrical or choreo way and yeah because there's a difference between like shining a light on something important and then just putting people's triggers on stage yeah definitely you have to watch this especially in an acapella environment when people are mostly there for a laugh (laughs) so it's been a it's a bit of a balancing act trying to figure out we want to say something Mm-hmm. But we also just want to sing and dance and give people yeah. a good time yeah. and have a good time ourselves. Yeah. And we want to say something because it's something that so many young women experience. We we did it because we all know someone. Mm-hmm. And so then we wanted to put that into the show and kind of navigating those difficult relationships and how you are changed by them or what you realise about yourself via them. And then... Um, but we it's the story of one woman, but really it's the story of lots of different women. Mm-hmm. And we hope that's what comes across yeah. to yeah. the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely will, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But like, the fact that you put in so much detail already, like, that's, I'm, like, I'm absolutely <laughs> loving I'm loving the organisation, first of all. We've done and so much thinking about this one week of our lives. <laughs> that's really, that's beautiful, though, yeah. because yeah. it's that thing, right? It's um, what people, when they go and see a show or they go and look at painting or whatever, they don't realise the amount of work that's gone into uh-huh. all of that. They just see the finished product and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, great. They either loved it or they were like, yeah, it was good, or like, ah, oh, fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but do you know how many weeks and months and mm-hmm. hours of blood, sweat, and tears that mm-hmm. artists have done to create that? So I think it's it's great that you get to explain all of this before yeah. you yeah. Can see it and mm-hmm. what they're going to experience. Um, I'm really interested in something that you said, Meg, and this is a kind of question for both of you mm. on the idea of how feminism has changed. Yep. And like, you know, we're a really intersectional feminist movement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call us a movement. I don't know if we are. <laughs> I'm saying it now. Um, so, you know, we are very much non-binary, uh, inclusive, trans-inclusive. Yep. And how is that for you with uh, the Oxford Bells. I mean, so we... <laughs> yeah, full time. No, like, we look like... Yeah, definitely. No, we, why are you asking me <laughs> So true. No, we were looking at each other like, yeah, who's going to take this? Because we... Yeah. I mean, so auditions at the beginning of the year, you put out a call for female-identifying yeah. singers because we because we talk so much in all our music about being women and yes. like what feminism means. We don't want to make somebody who doesn't identify as a woman feel uncomfortable as part of the group having to constantly present as something that they don't actually uh-huh. feel. Yep. So in terms of within the group, that's sort of our stance on it. But we did an event at the end of the year, it was called Funk the Patriarchy it's like a big, it. it's a big hotel in Oxford and it was all for Oxford Pride, so LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus charities and that's where we put out a call on the big musicians group chat saying anybody who identifies as LGBTQ or gender non-conforming we want to hear from you, we want to give yeah. you the platform for the beginning it was like the beginning hour wasn't it we want you to because yeah. we know that we we know that we have an a, some of a voice that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense we have a voice at oxford and we want to use it to spotlight well, your privilege right? yeah exactly. yeah we want to spotlight it was a massive hotel it was a massive gig really mm-hmm. and we wanted to use it to spotlight um it was pride month as well so mm-hmm. we really wanted to make that the, the theme of the gig um mm-hmm. and really you know did really spotlight the musicians mm. involved and I also just think I think you know we do talk about what what it is to be a woman a lot and being women and I think it's really interesting when you think about what feminism is becoming and whether gender really is a good in you know I've, I study feminist jurisprudence and we talk a lot about gender and about whether you can even talk about women and whether we all have something that links us and I think I always think about that when I'm doing Belle's Mm -hmm. stuff because we do talk a lot about you know being women and and I think that's it's quite difficult 
Um, but we try and make it. I think our show is massively about what is it to be a woman? What does it mean? Everybody. It's for everybody. That yeah. should be interesting to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. relates to women and has women in their lives uh-huh. that they want to understand and yeah. celebrate. And so that's. And we're talking really strange. about how the patriarchy affects us all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing and how it impacts on us and how it changes us and how we've grown up with it so we are a certain way. Yeah. So what does singing give for both of you? Oh my goodness. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing I want to do when I feel an emotion in any kind of way. <laughs> so if I'm at base point, I'm fine. But if I feel very happy or very sad or very stressed or very anything, that's always the way that I want to get my energy out. And bells means I get to do that on a nice structured three times a week. So that's <laughs> good. Yeah. And I, I think singing just makes me the happiest, really. I, it's just something that will always make me feel better. It will always bring me joy, especially mm. singing with other people. Hearing those harmonies that you've worked mm. four months on yeah. to get is just the best feeling. Mm. And just performance in general, any yeah. kind of performance, it just gives me such a buzz like nothing else, really. Mm. And yeah. I love when I'm having a really hard essay, I go and take myself off to a piano room and I go and have a sing to make sure yeah. I'm, like, going to get through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. So you're just some banging going on there. I think, though, there's something in singing, isn't there? It's like this, um, I certainly feel that, like, when I need to just, when I'm feeling a bit crap, go and have a wee sing song to myself. Yeah. Like, blast out some musical theatre tunes or whatever. <laughs> it's like a breathing thing. It's, it unlocks something, I think, yeah. in you that you're holding some sort of tension and it's just really beautiful. Before we finish um, the last question to ask you so we're called persistent and nasty mm-hmm. I don't know if you know why we're called persistent and nasty but I'll do it really quickly yeah. right so is connected to the two political moments nevertheless she persisted about Elizabeth yeah. Warren and then when the previous president of the United Hillary. States yeah, yeah. Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton yeah, yeah. and the whole yeah. state mm-hmm. so um Amelia and Meg, mm-hmm. what does the phrase persistent and nasty mean to you? So we were talking about this on our way over because we were quite stressed about this one. What does it mean? Um, and I think what we came to is that they're words that are being reclaimed. They're not there yet, but persistent, yes. absolutely. We persist all the bloody time. We have to keep going with all this bell stuff, with our uni stuff, with our personal I don't lives. know two more persistent people than us. <laughs> and nasty, like... That's on its way as well. I think nasty, nasty immediately just makes me think of how women have been represented by the press and by the media. Mm. And obviously Hillary Clinton is the example there, but how the media will always label women, whether we're crazy, we're unhinged, we're a bitch, we're, yes. um, we will always be slapped with a label and then be unable to get rid of it. And yeah. we're never accepted as kind of, you know, fully fledged human beings yeah. with lots of things probably lots of things good about us lots of things that aren't that great about us and I think we're always put into a category as a woman and I think that's what persistent and nasty means to me it's the labels that we are put on us that we we are just about starting to break out of with things like free Britney and you know with Hillary Clinton I feel like it's being reclaimed even with Hillary Clinton herself but I, that's what it immediately makes me think of and it's about breaking out of those labels and accepting women as they are. Amazing. 
Tell us where the, everybody can come and see um, the Oxford Bills. Nidgeree Street, 15th, Lower Theatre. Lower Theatre, 16.50 for 4.55. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Be there early. 4.55pm. That's when it begins. Yes. yes. That's when it begins. Yes. Yes. It begins for an hour of total feminism. Yes. Absolutely. Hour girl yeah. power. Amazing. Thank you both so much for joining us. Get yourselves along to the Oxford Bells for a lovely little hour of some fabulous music. And until next time, lovely listeners, stay, stay nasty.